Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday, and Nas's album is out today. Is Nasir available on title yet? No, it's not available yet. No, it's not. It's not available yet. Clearly, they did that deal with Waves so that people would download the app, and then it's only available there. I don't think it's available on Waves yet either. I don't think it's. Wave? Wave, I don't think it's available Wave yet either. Oh, it's not? That's what they did with all the other albums. No, nah, I don't think you could find it as of yet. I got a chance to hear it. I heard it twice in entirety, and it gave me that feeling when I first, when Nas first came out, and you had to rush to the store to go buy Nas, and you were driving, and today I see myself speeding. I was speeding listening to the Nas album. Earn that good music check, Envy. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh, I production, don't. stop it. Nah, production is amazing. Okay. Sounds great. And just the, sh- the stuff that Nas, I won't say the curse, the stuff that Nas is spitting just makes well, you feel good. It puts well, you in that zone. Nas has always been uh, one of the most socially conscious artists out here. And know, it, that doesn't change. Nah, not that at doesn't all. change. His, his music always has a lot of socially redeeming value to it. I did see some, see some people jumping out the window yesterday, though. I saw people what? saying things like, this is his best album since it was written. Uh, I like, stop it, man. It I'm was a, written, been out 22 years. I only heard it twice. It's aged well. Exactly. How you all of a sudden can say something's better than something that's been out 22 years and you just heard it once at a party? But he's definitely, he's definitely spitting, he, he's being conscious. It, like I said, it gives you that feeling of back well, back when I was a teen and we used to, nobody used to go to Miami for 4th of July weekend. We used to all go to Virginia Beach and driving to Virginia Beach or going to Jones Beach, which is out in Long Island, or Harlem and Ride. That's what this album gave me. It gave me that feeling this morning. Well, I got to hear it. You're putting a lot of sauce on it. You're putting a lot of expectations on it. I haven't heard it yet. That's how I feel. Okay, so I guess you can stream it now. I heard a couple. I heard a couple records on Instagram, and I've heard those records before, by the way. But Nas wasn't on them. Nas wasn't on them. I, you know, I always tell y'all that uh, the album Kanye let me hear, what was that, maybe a month or two ago? I don't mm-hmm. know how long ago that was. Like The album that came out, the Yeah album, was not the album that he let me hear at all. But mm. a, a couple of those Nas joints... Um, definitely were on. I guess maybe intended to be on Yay's. Well, well one of the one of the ones. Let's let's. Well, first we, before we do that, Amanda Seals will be joining us this Drop morning. Drop one of clues bombs for Amanda Seals, the homie. Okay, Variety named her one of the top ten comics to watch for 2018. Also, Eddie Winslow will be here this morning. First of all, don't disrespect <laughs> Darius McCrary like that. I think that's his name. Darius McCrary. Okay, I said it right. It's Eddie Winslow, man. I mean, we know. Yes, Eddie Winslow. Eddie Winslow will be but joining don't us this morning. He, he does have a name. Okay. okay. Darius McCrary. His name McCrary? is Darius McCrary. All right. Eddie yeah. Winslow sounds better. So he'll be joining us. And we got front page news now. Uh, what are we talking about, Yee? Well, imagine if you were in the pool with your daughter and uh, other people are in the pool and a white person comes up to you and asks you, did your daughter take a bath before getting in the pool? I whoop his ass. Yeah, you punch him in the face. Just punch, just punch him in the nose. That's, that's, that's easy. Now, listen, you look like y'all pulling up a Nas record. Yeah, let's pull up a Nas record. So, hold on, you got a record off the album? I, I, got, we, I do what I do like I do it for TV. Is it man. clean? We hope so. What's they, the record? They cleaned it up here. Cops shot the kid. That's the record I heard from Ye's album. Well, this is Nas well, featuring Kanye West. Well, there's no Nas on it, but I can't wait to hear it. Cops shot the kid. Okay. Slick Rick sample. 
It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, happy Eid Mubarak. Wow. Okay. And yes, that is the record I heard uh, a couple months ago. Nas wasn't on it, though, but drop on the clues bombs for that. Tough tune. Jeez, that That's record. The perfect tough. person to have on that record was Nasir yes. Jones. That record's hard. 100%. Jeez. Tough tune. Tough tune. All right, well, let's get in some front page news. Now, let's talk about this uh, father and daughter that was in a swimming pool. Well, no, it was actually a mom. Oh, mom and daughter. Yes. So what happened is uh, they were at the Westin Hotel in Pasadena, and a white man confronted a black female swimmer at the pool in Pasadena, California. Now, here's what happened. Somebody asked them if they showered. Okay, I'm we showered at the general manager coming up right. here. Okay. This? Because that's okay. part of the rules. But you didn't ask anyone else. You didn't ask anyone else. You asked me if I saw them. You're the only one in the pool. There's plenty of people over there in the goddamn pool. You're the only one in the pool. There are three other people over there. There are three other people over there. You didn't ask them. They're right over there right now. They've been over there. When you asked me, they were there. Relax. I don't have to fucking relax. Should have asked his white ass that he watched his funky ass this morning. Right. How, should re- How can you come up to him? a woman and her daughter and ask them if they showered? Y'all taking all that energy to the wrong people, man. I told y'all, Michelle Obama said when they go low, we go high. But not me. Mm-hmm. Charlamagne the God takes it right to the flow with him. Now, was now, he, the, the was, woman is Carl, he an employee? Was he an employee? No, he was just not a, an employee. Oh, he just God. was there. He tried to say that he was a health inspector. The hotel said he's not a health inspector. And he's not an employee of the hotel. The hotel staff was actually on the woman's side saying that what he did was inappropriate. What you smell? I just said, did you wash your funky ass? Because I smell mayonnaise. He's stupid. Who left the mayonnaise out too long? But they were the only black people in the pool, so I guess he felt like... I don't believe in violence, but sometimes you just got to slap the ish out of somebody. Yeah, just you just got to give people the same energy they give you, though. That's oh, all. My goodness. That's what y'all so nice for. Now, in Arizona, the Arizona Republican Party is calling on a state lawmaker to resign... And this is what uh, David Stringer, who is a member of the Arizona House of Representatives, said. 60% of public school children in the state of Arizona today are minorities. That complicates racial integration because there aren't enough white kids to go around. He said there's not enough white kids to go around. Does he know that white and people that make up 70% of the population? And that was him criticizing immigration. But does he know that white people make up 70% of the population? There's plenty of white kids to go around. Well, apparently he doesn't on? like immigration because it's a threat to the white kids that are here in the United States. Oh, it's they definitely, of listen, they definitely have the fear of a brown planet. It mm-hmm. used to be fear of a black planet, but they definitely have fear of a brown planet. Well, even the governor thinks that David Stringer should resign after those comments. Now, David Stringer has responded and said, my political opponents have taken 51 seconds out of a 16-minute speech to try to distort my message and mislead votes. All right, Target, this is very racial this morning, uh, all of these stories, but Target has pulled their baby daddy greeting card from stores after the customer complained. Now, this is what happened. Uh, Takesha Saunders was in Dallas, and she was looking for a card that represented her, a card with a black couple for Father's Day, Mm -hmm. and she couldn't find one. Instead, the only card that she saw with an image of a black couple said baby daddy on the front of it. She said, you cannot be serious, Target, really. This was the only Father's Day card that featured a black couple. And that was it. So they did apologize at American Greetings. They said they could be, you know me. Stop it. I see things a little different. That sounds like a great greeting card to me. No. (laughs) But but you know, they need more black cards. Like, my mom is the queen of black cards. Like, for every holiday, she's going to get a black card. And if she can't find one, she will color the faces that are white black. Like, that's my mom. They have those mahogany greeting cards. Yeah, she tries to find them. All I'm saying is, just don't disrespect the baby daddies, okay? Some some people out here are just baby daddies, and they may want a greeting card, too. So why do just dads get a card and husbands get a card? Why can't a baby daddy, why do you have cards specifically for baby daddies? Well, it's a shame that the, there's a photo, a picture of a, only a black couple, and that's the only Maybe she didn't card. see the card with the baby daddy that had the 
a white couple on it. Well, American Greetings responded. They said, thank you for raising this concern and bringing it to our attention. This card was intended to be a playful husband card, but we have notified the product <laughs> team that it missed the My mark. Goodness. What does it say inside of it, though? You ain't telling me enough. <laughs> what does it say inside of it? I don't know, but on the front it just says, baby daddy. Wish you were here more. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Baby daddy, wish you was here more. Thank you for the child support. It is appreciated. <laughs> I don't see the problem with that. Do it. I actually think that baby daddies need to get that card, man. Goodness gracious. I would gracious. love to see some baby daddies get that. But at Father's the same Day. time, you would love to see some black couples on, you know, Father's Day Regular cards, cards yes. right. Yeah. There's black baby daddies out there. Yes, Listen, there are. By the way, white baby daddies out there too, and Asian well. baby daddies. Way, every race. There's some women daddies. out there that would love to send some baby daddies they, uh, some cards on Sunday. Okay, ain't Father's Day Sunday? It is yes, Sunday. It every, is. All of y'all don't deserve a Father's Day card. Some of y'all deserve a straight up baby daddy card. Thank you for being a good baby daddy. I'm sure Keeping there's some online coming every month available and doing your weekend visits. You want, you want to open up the phone lines <laughs> and talk about it? Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Would you be offended with a baby daddy card? You shouldn't be. If you, if you, you know what? The only way you should be offended by that is if you are, if you know, damn, I could be more than a baby daddy. 800-585-1051. Would you be offended by a baby daddy card? And baby mamas, would you buy this card for your baby you daddy? you goddamn right they would. Thank you for the child support every month. Thank you for making your weekend visits on time. Okay? My goodness. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? How you doing? This is Lamar. Lamar, you a baby daddy, bro? No, nah, I'm a father. Oh, you a father? Okay, uh, see, it's a difference. That's what I'm saying. But I can't, I can't, I can't get no baby daddy card. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just not, it doesn't sound right. But you don't deserve one. I can tell you don't deserve one because you said you a father. It's a difference right. between a father and a baby, baby daddy. daddy. Correct. Exactly. I appreciate you guys. All Happy right, Father's Day, sir. Yes, Anthony. Yes. You a baby daddy? I'm a baby daddy. <laughs> Would you appreciate a card? Uh, yeah. But if I don't get one, I know I'm just a baby daddy. So f***ing old master. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Finally, it's something for baby daddies, man. <laughs> right. Because you know what? I look at it like this. I got a daughter. I'm married. And I got a daughter. She's not my biological daughter. But she calls me her dad because I raised her. Now, I got a son out here with a female that really, I don't really have no real interaction with it because of the situation. So I'm just her baby daddy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, if my son wanted daddy to send me a card, I would accept it. But at the same time, I understand what's going on. I'm a father to this young lady that I have in my life. I'm going to get a Father's Day card from her. So if I'm a baby daddy to him or to her, it is what it is. It's the truth. Who that is? You know That's just my baby daddy. Who that is? That's just your old baby, just daddy. baby daddy. That's all. <laughs> Shout out to God. I love you, man. I love, I love you too, bro. I love y'all. Y'all stand up and y'all keep it real. And that's what it's all about. And I'm just keeping it real. I'm a baby daddy. It is what it is. <laughs> all right. My man. See, at least you know your place in the ecosystem. He does. Hello, who's this? This is Teresa. It was that's ecosystem, not ego system. You know. I said eco. Oh, ego. hey, hey, Teresa. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling about the baby daddy card. You want right. to know where to get one? No, stop it. No, I don't have any children, but I just think that the card was actually probably written by a white person. If y'all read the inside, it says you're a wonderful husband and father, and I'm so grateful to have you as my partner, my friend and my baby daddy. So basically, they don't even understand what a baby daddy is, and the card is just needs to be canceled. Well, that, well that's just, that's, I, that sounds to me like just one of those funny cards, because every now and then my wife will be playing around, and she'll be like, I'm here with my baby daddy. You know what I mean? Right, that's exactly. what that sounds like. That sounds like some humor. Just, it's written by a person who say by Felicia, and they don't even know who Felicia is. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, a lot of black people don't know who Felicia is either. Well, Especially this young generation. 
exactly. But thank you, Mama. Y'all know who Felicia thank is? Y'all know who Felicia is? Mm-hmm. Hello, who's, who's this? Felicia? Hey, Martin. good morning. No. What, what show was it? Was, uh... Wasn't even a show. See, y'all don't even know. I don't know. Who Look at was. that. See? Friday. 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 Yes. Friday. Yeah. That's what it was. I knew it was one of them. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. This is Toya. Hi, hey, Toya. We're talking baby daddy cars. What do you think? I love the idea. I wish I would have known about it. I would have so went down there to the store and bought them before they took it off the shelf. I think it's a really good idea. You probably still got time. I get what she's saying and where she's coming from about it. Have a little, you know, multi, you know, choices and things like that. But I like that idea. I think it would have made a lot of money. Right. I like the idea, too, because there is a difference between baby daddies and fathers. I know a lot of baby daddies right now who pay their child support every month and still don't get to see their kids. Every now and then, the baby mama should just send them a card and say, thank you for the child support, baby daddy. you know what? This daddy. card, I guess, wasn't Jeez. for just a baby daddy. It was somebody who was a husband and a father. But they, oh, they got to find, there's mahogany cars. They're hard to find. Like I said, my mom will go out of her way to find a mahogany car. If she can't, the That's white, what I always the white get those mahogany front, cars. She paints them brown. Well, I'm going to tell I you I've been what. sending e-cars now, though. I don't even buy cars in the store. Take them off the shelf. See the God world to produce something. Okay? My goodness. <laughs> I got an idea. 800-585-1051. <laughs> Now, uh, Angela Yee reported that people were upset about these baby daddy cards. Yes, people were upset that they had cards in Target, and the only card with an African-American couple on it for Father's Day said, Baby Daddy. All right, well, how do you feel about that? Are you offended by the baby daddy cards? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? It's Raven. Good morning. Good morning, Mama. How you doing? I just think it's crazy that they have the baby daddy car, but they're not wrong for it because Target definitely had a baby mama car for Mother's Day. Really? Really? Yeah, they did. It had no pictures on it, though. But Charlamagne, happy almost birthday because he got the same birthday. Hey, June 29th, Cancer Gang. <laughs> <Yeah>. What's happening? <laughs> Bye. Have a good morning, everybody. All right, All right mommy. <laughs> Equal opportunity. Say that baby mama car. Got to have a baby daddy car. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Jay. How you guys doing? Good morning, Jay. Hey, I got zero problem with a baby daddy car. I think people in this world is way too sensitive. Like, can we have a little bit of fun? Everything got to be, everything got to be politically correct. They they like, trying to make the world that way, sir. Target is only one store. You can go to other well, stores. If you, if you can't find a car that you want to find, go to a different store. Why we got to? Everything got to be oh baby dad. Okay, people with baby daddies enjoy it, have fun. I don't see, I don't, I don't see what the problem is. We keep making everything racial. Why do you have to make an apology as a company? There's nothing to apologize for. You took a little marketing challenge. You tried. It didn't work. Sometimes things work. Sometimes don't. But it's not that serious, in my opinion. Well, nobody's, now, like, protesting the store or anything. They just took that one particular card off the shelves. And I will say context matters, though, because they said the inside of the card says, you know, to a wonderful husband, a wonderful father. And then at the end, it's like my baby daddy. So it's like a joke. So I'm, I'm upset because I thought it was just a straight-up baby daddy card. Like, you know what I mean? Wish you was here. There's cards out there with that. We laugh, Joe. There's a lot of funny cards out there. Why are we get like people get so sensitive because it's baby daddy? Okay, we everybody is a baby. I don't care if you got a ring on your finger or not. You have a baby and you're a daddy. You're a baby daddy. Just live with it. Can sir, we just enjoy sir, life? Sir, Can I am a husband and a father, sir. Okay. So am I. I'm still, a, I'm still a baby daddy. I got a wife. Oh, my gosh. I ain't no baby daddy, period, man. Who that is? That's just my baby daddy. Who that is? That baby daddy. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at other baby daddy's cars. There's one that says you're my favorite baby daddy. Oh, See, that's, that's dope. That's crazy. If you're, if you're a woman and you got four baby daddies, that's dope. I want to know I'm your favorite baby daddy. That's crazy. Hello, who's this? Tasha. Heffa. Heffa. Tasha. Oh, I thought you was Heffa. I was like, what? <laughs> 
How do you feel about no, the baby daddy songs, Mama? Um, well, I call my baby daddy uh, my son's father. I don't like the term baby daddy, but I just wanted to let you all know what the inside of the card said to okay. straighten it up a little bit. So it's a card for a husband, and it says, you're a wonderful husband and father, and I'm so grateful to have you as my partner, my friend, and my baby daddy. Happy Father's Day. So context matters. Then that that's, It's actually just a funny card. Like we, It's a humorous card. Right, that's what it is. It wasn't really yes. funny. It is funny. It's humorous. Well, well it's, it's kind of, yeah. My wife I mean, does that I to me. I would be mad. You, you said you do that to your <laughs> husband, right? No, I don't have a husband, but I don't call my baby daddy baby daddy. I call him my son's father. Right. Cool. All right. My wife does that to me playing all the time. They have a card here that says, I ain't your baby's daddy. They have another greeting That's card. a great one, too. My goodness. Listen, context <laughs> matters, man. All right. Well, 800-585-1051. You can get it after your chest at any time. Now, you, we got rumors on the way? Yes. Guess who just became a U.S. citizen? I didn't even know he wasn't eligible to vote. We'll tell you who just went through that process. Also, let's discuss Nas's new album as well. Okay. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Amigos featuring Drake, but don't let anything distract you from the fact that Pusha T watched Drake in a rap battle this year. My goodness. Okay. Don't let anything distract you from that fact. Now I'm preparing this Nas mix for later on. What's your favorite Nas joint, E? Um, my favorite Nas song. <sighs> Give me one second, come back to me. Let me think about that. Charlamagne. My favorite, I mean I got a lot of favorites, but I, I would really like for you to play. Uh, it was on the Lost Tapes, and it was over the Barry White instrumental. When he starts it off, he's like, no ideas, original. There's nothing new. One's the sun. Mm. It's never what you do, but how it's mm. done. What you base your happiness around. Material, women, I think it's, it's small paper. That means you're inferior. Okay, you're okay. Major. I know what you mean. I know what okay, you mean. Okay, okay. okay. I know what you're right. saying. And, and I, but I have a lot of favorite Nas records. You can't ask me what my one favorite is, well, but you, I would like I for did, you to play you that. you said that. All right, yeah, was Nas' his first song ever? It ain't, I mean, by himself as a solo artist, first single his was... His first single was, was It Ain't Hard to Tell. Right. Let's do that. The first one to come out was Halftime. Yeah, I remember halftime. That was from the soundtrack for Zebrahead or something, right? Zebrahead. That was some that. movie. Wasn't it was, that on the soundtrack? It was also on his album too. Okay. But we'll get. I'll, I'll get those on. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors of talk. French Montana. Will you throw money at me? What the this is the rumor report with Angela Yee. <laughs> Club. Well, congratulations to French Montana. He is now a U.S. citizen. So this whole time, French Montana was an illegal immigrant. Yes. An he undocumented was born and immigrant. raised in Morocco. Just because you're not a citizen doesn't mean you're here illegally. I, By the okay. way. French never got locked up? Because the amount of stuff the I French I did. Can, I cannot believe he's never been deported. Because that's what I would yeah. think. As much stuff as he did. Exactly. Well, congratulations to French. Drop one of clues yes. bombs for that illegal alien. <laughs> He's not finally, illegal anymore. Who's finally not illegal So now anymore. he can finally vote. He just got sworn in uh, <laughs> Wednesday morning in Jersey. Check it out. <laughs> that is funny. Imagine if French Montana had ever got booked for a show in Mexico and was trying to get back in across the border and he got detained. Right there. Mm-mm-mm. All right, now let's discuss Nas's new album. Nasir is out. And, you know, they don't, of course, have the whole entire album up on streaming services yet. We're still waiting for that to happen. But he did have a listening session, and that was streamed on Mass Appeal's site and on YouTube. You can still see that now. Mm -hmm. But we do have some snippets for you. We don't have the titles of the tracks because, once again, it hasn't been uh, posted on any, uh, any services yet, any streaming services. But here is one snippet for you from Nas's new album. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to leave ya. 
Stalin and Met Gala, tuna salad from La Scala, black sweat, swallow, lot of reefer. Got it hard to quit the bottom, feed a lobster eater. When I fast, I see a lot of speeches. A million cash for a Nas feature, Nas cheaper. Do it for free if you do it for me. 52 ball versus the beat is moving me. Stumble through customs, copping Cubans at the duty free. Laying on the most expensive bed, still I'm losing sleep. Next to Jets, beauty of the week, 1993. He's spitting on this I album. I haven't heard anything. I, I haven't heard, heard any of this. I don't even like this little teases I'm getting right now. Okay? Oh don't He's going to keep on teasing you. You know Nas hasn't had an album in six years. So right. This is his first album in six years. Mm. Now here's another snippet for you from Nasir. Every 4th of July, busting in the sky. It was important to a guy who was mob-minded. Future Marcia Lager driving to Lambo's got average on me. I started liking the look like I ain't had no money. Yellow taxi seats over Maybach seats. Just to remind me, just to inspire me. To stay focused, it's a real sick society. Just cause I got your support, don't mean you buying me. I'm buying back the land owned by the slave masters where my ancestors live. Just to say a rapper made a change. The pants saga put plans in action to lay claim to Pan African made it happen. Ooh, he spit on that one. On that one, he actually starts off when he got his first check and he said he bought his first crib and how he felt mm. walking into that mansion and felt like the, the white man that owned the house before him was like a ghost around him. And it, it's dope. All that, that, all that, that, that sounds great. But I want y'all to keep that same energy, okay? All you people that have been boycotting good music all month, keep that same energy because Kanye produced the whole album. Okay? okay, well, you can still listen to J-Rock's album. That album came out as well. And his album is called Redemption. And he has a single that's called OSOM featuring J. Cole. Check it out. Sometimes looking to feel like everybody ain't real like Johnny McKenzie. If I could pretend, see, I wouldn't feel right. I bought a Dodge Magnum. I just got signed. Everybody on my line. They want to know the taxes. Do I got a mansion? 30K to my mind. Mm, drop on the clues, Bonds, for J-Rock, man. J-Rock was the first artist on TDE to actually come out with the album. Drop on the clues, Bonds, for Nasir Jones, too. A lot of good music out this weekend. I'm here for it all. Uh, and speaking of new music, guess who else put out a song yesterday? Who? I told you this was happening. Nicki Minaj. How's it sound? Her song featuring Ariana Grande, and it's called Bed. Here's a Bad. snippet of that for you. $1,000 sheets. Waiting for you on some $1,000 sheets. I got caught at three of a peak. Back shots to the beat of the on you. Got me yucking like you got a milli on you. You say I'm the goat, get the billy on you. I can make all your dreams come true. Wanna fall through, then you better come true. Come Mm, it sounds like go. a cool little radio ditty. Yeah, nice. little cool little radio bop. You know what I mean? Not mad at that one at all. All right, so very busy, very busy, guys. I got to get to Nas first, though. Mm -hmm. Nas, J-Rock, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, I have J-Rock already, so. And you know I root for all the rappers that are over 40. So drop on the clues bombs for Nas and Jones. Yeah, Nas, I like it. I'm Nas, I'm a lot. Heard it twice this morning. I really, really like it. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, now, when we come back, Amanda Seals will be joining us. The homie Amanda Seals. Variety named her one of the top 10 comics to watch in 2018 just yesterday. I know some of you guys uh, are just waking up, so we're going to kick it with Amanda Seals when we come back. And let's play the Nas joint we played earlier. We got that? Nas featuring Kanye West. By the way, I told y'all uh, a couple months ago when Kanye first was playing me music, this is one of the records he played, but Nas, Nas wasn't, wasn't on it. it. Right. But I'm glad that he, uh, this is a Nas record now. All right, Perfect so person to have it. We'll play top of the hour, then we'll get that on, and Amanda Seals will be here. KNV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. 
We got a special guest in the building. The multi-talented. Amanda Seals. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey. It is so interesting to watch Amanda just continue to grow, man. It's I people like out here <laughs> that be talking to us like we don't know Amanda Seals. Really? Like, yes, because like, kids in general, like, like you're new to them. Like in a Good. way, that's, no, that's a great that's thing. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's I'm new. I'm new to me. Do you know you? <laughs> <laughs> you think Instagram is causing a big, big? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to call it resurgence, but yeah. I mean, two days ago was the uh, anniversary of my Caitlyn Jenner moment. That was two years ago. Was 13th, no, that right? was the, the no two days ago. The thirteenth. Oh, yeah, okay. that was like the one year anniversary. And I know some people might be like, "How you got a one year anniversary?" It pops up. But like people, yeah, somebody on Twitter was like, "Oh, that was that was a year ago." But that changed my life. So because after that happened, it went from like, "Oh, you want a TV show." To like, thank you, sister. Mm. Thank you, queen. Mm. You know, and it went from like, oh, you just somebody who be talking to like, oh, when you're in real spaces where things need to be said, you'll say it. That's amazing because we've known you for so long. I don't look at it as like, wow, that changed Amanda's life. Because I look at it as like, this has always been Amanda. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always. Well, my mom who is West Indian and therefore hey, mama. <laughs> does not acknowledge anything uh, <laughs> of, of your excellence. Um, when it happened, I was like, yo, like I'm going viral. Like, you know, this is like a thing. And she was like, I don't really know about all that, you know, <laughs> and was really trying to downplay it until we were in the mall and we were in an Apple store and three people came up to us and it was a white chick, a straight black guy and a gay black guy. And they all came up and were like, thank you so much for what you said. Thank you so much for what you said. Thank you, sis, for what you said. And my mom was like, oh, my oh, God, okay, people knew it. And I have to go watch the clip. I'm like, you know. She never watched it before that. <laughs> like, you be trying to sun me. But, no, I think um, it was really cool, too, because I think a lot of people in Hollywood got to see, like, off-rip that I'm a real one. And, you know, not everybody a real one. It's tough to balance that, though. Tough to balance realness. Tough to balance funny. Tough to balance intellect. 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 <laughs> He's an intellectual. Put some intellect on it. <laughs> Artists. I mean, if I'm speaking specifically. It's <laughs> no, it's um, no, it's not. I mean, I'm just. That's me. Do, you, do your agents and stuff ever hit you? Like, uh, could you pull back a little bit? No, they be like, go, 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 keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody can tell Amanda to pull back on no, anything. No, no. I mean, if you want to get cursed out, sure. Definitely cursed out. No, that's not true. I don't know everything. If it's, yeah, and if it's something I think that you feel like is productive or is coming from a good place, yeah. you'll at least take it into consideration. Nobody should be scared to nah. tell you something. And I have, like, people around me that know me so I and that I trust. So, mm -hmm. like... I know that if they're bringing something to my attention, they're not doing it for any other reason than because they genuinely have gotcha. a good intention for myself. No, I don't, I'm not stubborn like that. I mean, I'm really a best idea wins kind of person. Because, you know, we all have emotions and whatnot, so sometimes mm -hmm. you really do, like, get in the emotions of things, and I've been really working on thinking things through and taking out emotion, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like sometimes you need someone to be like, hey, 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 hey. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't think it's about holding back as much as just, like, learning how to... Uh, temper things in the right audience. You know, like you don't got to find, you don't got to find a different way to be. You just got to find different versions of real. And you're on tour right now. You go on tour July 31st. We're going tour July 30th through August 14th, mm -hmm. uh, 10 cities. And it's like, it's a dream. Oh, what's you like, taping during this time? Oh. 
No, we finished. Oh, you, oh finished. We yeah. air August 13th. We are air August 12th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we finished. I mean, this is my baby. Like, this is going to be nice on tour while the show is also back right towards the end of it. The show oh, comes oh, that back was planned. on the air. It wasn't. Honestly, really? it's just the way things land. I mean, to be honest, mm-hmm. like, the beautiful thing is to be able to be on a show like Insecure but also have my own entity. And I think a lot of folks, like, when they get a shot, they forget about their own stuff, you right. know? And it's like, no, the shot is to help propel and continue to motivate your own stuff. Like, because I've been able to be on Insecure, it has only legitimized, you know, my messaging. It's only, you know, given me peace of mind in terms of money so that I can, like, focus on the creativity. Mm-hmm. And with Smart, Funny, and Black, it's not just, like, a live show with a band and folks being on stage being mm-hmm. funny. It has a purpose. I want you to learn why you laughing. And so, you know, I I just really always tell people, like, don't ever work harder for somebody else than you're going to work for yourself. Like, that's always the thing that I see people doing. My mom, our parents have done that forever. 100%. <laughs> like, you 100%. know, they work and work and work and work. And then they be looking at you like, oh, you like, like your job? Like, you like, like, that's not how it's supposed to be. I'm like, no, that's how it's going to be. Smart, funny, and black, I've said it a million times. I, that's the best game show that's not on television. It don't need to be on television. I, I sold it. And then I took it back. And I sold it again. And I took it back because I realized that the value of the show would be diminished by putting it in a space where people are in control of it that don't care about its value or about what it can do for the people. There's other projects that I'll sell, but with Smart, Funny, and Black, I realized that this is really a show that needs to be built up from the ground up with the people. You know, like, we are going to crowdfund eventually, but, like, doing these tours and y'all coming out and buying tickets in these cities and selling these shows out Mm -hmm. and getting merch, which you can get right now at (laughs) smartfunnyandblack.com backslash bookstore. Um, And as you can see by the shirt she has on as well right now. There there you go. go. I did have, I had an exec tell me that they f***ed it up. They f***ed up Smart, Funny, and Black. An exec told me that. An exec was like, I'm, to be honest, we was trying to make it smart, funny, and white. <laughs> you better tell me who that is when we get off this mic. Wow. That's always the conversation. We would go in the room, and it's like the show has already been in existence mm-hmm. for over a year right. at the time. Like, we've been doing it every month. It's the most turnkey project ever. Just put us on the stage, mic, put the mics, I mean, put the cameras, get the audience, let's go. And they were like... But are like where like are there white people? And here's the tea. When are I first created it, it was like, no, it's smart, funny, and black as the content. You don't have to be black to be on the show. But I I've since gotten over that. Like, why can't we just have an authentically black space? I agree. Like, I don't see anything wrong with that. And I think that it's really important because I feel like right now, a lot of people's energy is going into like, we need to, we need to fight the outside forces. Fight the outside forces. And I think that's important. But in a multi-pronged approach to change, I think you need to have different different energies going in different directions. And my thing is we need to not necessarily, from my work, is not to necessarily be fighting the, the outside forces, but, like, building up our inside forces. Like, we need to be enriching each other, you know? And I think we put so much energy into trying to fight with, like, folks that don't give a, they don't give a damn nope. about black people. They don't even really care about white people. They care about money, you know? Mm. Like, they don't even know what they care about. So can you call I, it smart, funny, and broad. <laughs> <laughs> right? Can you smart, funny? Can you just call it smart and smart, funny? Smart and like, funny. Like, can you yes, just smart and funny? funny? Like, what about that? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I have a master's in African American studies. I get to put it to use every night that we do this show, and it's all about you know creating a place for folks to come through and laugh and get get excited about Black history, Black culture, and the Black experience. And you can be any. Race, ethnicity, gender, class to come to this show. You just got to know your place. You can come and learn. 
Or laugh. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. Uh, we got more with Amanda Seals when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Amanda Seals is in the building. Yee. All right. Somebody um, tweeted out, Issa Rae teases season three Insecure will be about black masculinity, a topic I bet she thinks she's an expert on. Oh, that was My Curtis Schoon who tweeted that. She'll follow the trend of other prominent black women, producers, directors, writers, and filmmaking and promote some sort of effery about black men. And Jay Ellis responded, As a black man who was a part of the first two seasons of Issa Rae and the very diverse writing staff of Insecure's work, I'd have to say, shut the <laughs> up. By the way, pick your pants up. <laughs> toxicity is showing. <laughs> I mean, that's really bottom line. Like, it's it's toxic masculinity. I mean, I had somebody on my Instagram yesterday say, like, there is a movement against black men, mm-hmm. against straight black men. And I'm like, there have definitely been movements against straight black men, but it ain't from black Women. Women. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially not right now. I think the movement, if anything, is to try to push straight black men into growing up and mm-hmm. into stepping into a new space of acceptance of their own selves and of emotion and of going to therapy so that they're not consistently in, you know, it's not even post-traumatic stress syndrome disorder. It's like current traumatic stress disorder, being, being a black man in this country, you know, so that they're not dealing with survivor's remorse for, like, winning in the midst of, like, a bunch of dudes who haven't been able to, like, we just... And we, you read my new book already? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I know a lot of black women are really involved in wellness in a way that we never have been before. Mm-hmm. Like, wellness is a huge movement in yes. black in the black women community, and I don't think it's reached over that far into the black male community in the same way, and so we are... We are getting ahead. You know, a lot of women have been telling me recently they have PTSD because of relationships they've had. Hell yeah! I feel like there really has to be something to be said for, like, being a man of your word or a person of your word. And I feel like too many brothers, like, that doesn't apply to what they connect with women on. It's like they will stick to that when it comes to their barber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not cheating on my yeah, barber. You know, I have to go to the same barber. I don't care where I have to, to that travel. When it comes, it's true. Like they'll it's stick to that true. when it comes to money. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, like if I, if I told you I'm gonna pay you, I'm gonna pay you, or, <laughs> and they demand it back. But when it comes to that with women, like yeah, I said that we're committed and I'm not gonna cheat on you. It's like, but I might though. But you know, you know and it I'm a man, hold. and sometimes I gotta just grow up and get out of this phase. And it's both of y'all know. Both of y'all know. I haven't cheated since October 2016. I'm done. The fact that you can name the date. What happened? Means it was too recent. Like being sober. I'm serious. You got your chip? I know my date. I got my chip. I got my chip. All right, by the way. No, I'm not going to say nothing. What, what, what? You haven't chip. I've heard you say the year, too, though. I remember he told me the year. I was like, really? I know the year. No, like, I see y'all in Rob Lane with the Faithful Male community. And I really like that because it's like like making faithfulness cool. And for black folks, like, we need that. Like, that's what Smart Bunny and Black is really on. Like, we going to make education and being learned and being about this beautiful and blackness cool not that it's not but like just completely trying to elevate that so I love that y'all do that because there's and this is in no way to say that there aren't like women who are shady like I feel like whenever I as a woman talk about this on my Instagram like men are always like but what about women and I'm like I don't date women Mm -hmm. I'm not in the vagina business stop (laughs) expecting (laughs) me but I just think that there's they're really is such a pushback from men, a lot of black men, on women who simply want to be holding them accountable and want to 
empower them and instead of like meeting the challenge it's looked at like you're trying to like put me down it's like nah I'm trying to show you like yo you could be this like rise up you know what I want to talk about because when I talk to students in, in school sometimes two stories that I talk about I talk about my story coming up I talk about Charlemagne's story because it's a f***ed up story and God damn <laughs> Like, wow, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> you got tired of that. You got touched as a kid. You got devil aids. Because Tyler Perry always giving somebody the aids by the devil. Double. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it is the truth. But, and I also talk about your story, you know. You do? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen it. I've seen it up close and personal. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, you never gave up, but you always kept that smile on your face. To, so to see the success, talk about that as far as that grind. Because what you put into this industry, a lot of people don't see. They only see the insecure. Nah, that's true. Wax, Wax was out there talking about, yo, I thought you just talked hella shit. I didn't know that you was, like, doing mad shit. You got podcasts. You got YouTubes. I was like, Wax. What? He's like, I just, I didn't. I'm like, Wax, you literally came to my show at Caroline's that was sold out, and I did an hour and a half. An hour and a half. He was like, Killing. And you killed it. I'm like, you were there. He's like, yo, my bad, Wax went down to Amanda Seals' wormhole one day. Like, when he turned to me, he goes, Amanda, fine as hell, but yo, who want to wake up to this every morning? Every oh, morning. Man. And you know what? Why did you do that? You know what? And the irony of that is that if I'm with you, you're waking up to every morning. Tell <laughs> so Wax that now. What so, what you know, you running people, late? people have... <laughs> you know, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a quick one. But it's just that it's so crazy how people, like, have such a misperception about, like, what you put out. Like, I'll, I'll have people on my on my Instagram all day, like, oh, you know, you don't, you, you don't have a man, and it's like, I have suitors all year long. Right. And I'm like, no, no, no. You know, so that's not... That's not it. Accurate. But that speaks to the grind. No, so I'm going to talk mm -hmm. to the grind because it, it actually correlates with the personal life because I really do believe that, like, I will meet somebody. So it kind of continues to drive me in a positive way to continue to be hopeful and give people opportunities, et cetera. With the grind, I've always believed, like, in my actual talent. I always knew my worth, but you have to know your market value. And so mm. people don't understand the difference between that, and that's how you get in the way of like advancing. I never gave up because I had so many people around me also that never would let me give up. You were one of those people. Mm -hmm. You were one of those people. I met Charlemagne later, but at the end of the day, it's like, like you have become one of those people in this phase of my life where like, you'll be like, yo, keep, I did not want to put my bends on my, on my Instagram. Because I was like, I don't want to look flossy. I don't want to look like I'm trying to stun on people. I don't want to be hove pulling up at the end of uh, imaginary players. Say, what's that? A 4.0, 4.6? <laughs> <laughs> even got leathers. <laughs> like I didn't want to be that person. Right. But then Maine was like, you have to put it up because you got that being your complete self. Like you got Absolutely. that without without having to forsake any of your integrity. And you need to be able to show people that you can get what you want, whether it's material or not, by sticking to your guns. And so. I think that's one of the main issues. And also, there was a certain point where it was just like, what, you know, I have a degree, but I don't have a desire to do anything else. I've always known that this was the space I need to be in. I just needed to find my way to it. Like, for all intents and purposes, Smart, Funny, and Black is my first hit. You know, like, I've been creating stuff yes. for a long, long time. I've been on many time. of those platforms. Yes, you've been on many of my platforms. Yeah. And, like, even, like... But we all knew that it was going to pop off. You just... Some, you're, it still hasn't pop, pop. It's going to pop. Pop. Thank Man, they're going to pop, pop. But you you somehow have to remember that, like, it's development so mm -hmm. that when you do pop, 
You're ready. You're ready. Absolutely. Like, I know, like, right now, like, by the time we did Smart, Funny, and Black, I already know how to write in my comedy style. So I can write a Smart, Funny, and Black. I can write a whole two-hour show mm -hmm. in an hour. And to your point, people give up because they're like, mm -hmm. damn, why ain't turning over yet? And it's like, I think a lot of that, too, is, like, people think that they're owed the turnover. Like, they're like I put in the work. Like, why hasn't it happened? And that's when you have to really, really step back. And I, we've talked about this before in here. Like, I mm -hmm. went to therapy, and I had to really step back and say, like, okay, what are the ways that I'm getting in my own way. And I think that, you know, there's a certain stankness that I had that was unintentional. And I think there's a certain level of, like, frustration that gets put out there because you're just like, why am I having to, like, explain these things? And it's really not trying to be at anybody. It's just your own internal work, you know, carrying itself out. But I, the reason I say it's so important to know your market value versus, like, your own personal value is because that's what drives you crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. When you know, like... What you're worth, but right. it's not... It's, it's like homeboy, your friend Kanye. Is these better than me? Like, you really feel that way. Like, you're, <laughs> yeah, you heard what I said. And it's, it's, um, it's all these folks out here winning, and you're like, what am I doing wrong? And you have to really look at yourself and be like, well, I know when I first got to L.A., I had to really remember, like, I had to really take a look at, like, what is the value of the work I've done? Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of stuff, but nothing had real, like, poignant, like, market value. It was valuable to me, mm -hmm. you know, but it didn't have enough value in terms of, like, credits for agents, et cetera, et cetera. And these things that people think, you know, that ma these things that do matter. And so what was great about becoming a part of the cast of Insecure was that it legitimized. It was a, cre it was a credit that was legitimate to, like, other people. You know, and you need that, but you have to understand like that that's part of the game. And a lot of us get we get bent out of shape and we quit because we don't understand the game and we don't understand the difference between knowing your worth, but also knowing that there's like other value to other projects and that you got to get in certain spaces to increase other people's perception of your work. All right, we got more with Amanda Seals. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Amanda Seals is in the building. Charlamagne? Uh, you mentioned Kanye. He posted about you. You know Charlamagne told him. <laughs> you know Charlamagne told him. I know him. he did. Oh, okay. I, Kanye was front row center when I did Death Poetry Jam in 2001. Like, if you watch it on YouTube, like, he's sitting right there, like... <laughs> and, you know, I've and interviewed... you got an old... It's a picture of you, Kanye, John Legend, and 88 Keys, right? yep. yep, from when I was doing MTV. It's a very interesting time right now. Lines are being drawn. I think people are really showing... They're showing themselves, and they're showing what is valuable to them. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's interesting how, like, we have absolutely really been very specific about, like, who we choose to criticize about their allegiance with 45 and who we choose to let slide. And when it comes to black women, I feel like we have been completely like hardline about it, uh, you know, <laughs> but when it came to this guy, I don't know if it's because he does good songs or you like his sneakers or what. It's like folks were very easy to simply just be like, well, you know, it's not that bad. You know, it's not it's not it's not that deep. He's just trying to express himself and have freedom of speech. It's dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous. And we when we undermine the level of danger that is associated with someone like Kanye West openly supporting 45 and then his wife openly, you know, supporting and literally being on camera and saying like, oh, Kanye legitimized him. Like, <laughs> you have to acknowledge that. And when I see my peers and people I know that are just like, well, it's fine. Let's just go to Wyoming and like just live it up and right. dance it up. It says to me like, okay, if you're a journalist and you had to go there for work, I can respect that. But if you went there to be cool, you are part of the problem. The music business that we are in 
it's in a new era right now. You know, you see these label cats that have been there for 20 years and like, this is a new era. Like, you know, and I'm like, it's coming up, it's coming on you because you're no longer just an artist. Like, you are an individual that mm-hmm. has more than your music to market and to, you know, connect you to people, et cetera. So with that being said, we have to acknowledge also that like, for a long time, the music business, and we all know this, has been like this secret society. You know, like when Me Too hits the music business, ain't it gonna be no more hip hop. It's gonna start. It hasn't hit already? It's, it's coming. Hit a bit. It's, it's coming. Very it's, little. It's because the mind has already started to take place of like, no, you can't say it because it's against, you know, the black man and, you know, it's gonna mm-hmm. put people down. I mean, that's what they tried to do with the Russell thing, you know? But at the end of the day, it's like when you start hearing people like Khalees start speaking out, you know, and you start hearing people. Like myself speaking out. I haven't even said my stories. You know, you you know all of us. I mean, Reese got at Talib the other day and was like... Who's Reese? Reese is an artist that was on Talib Kweli's. Oh, yeah, yeah, she got Talib. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Actually, my best friend produced her first album, yep. Santi. Santi goes. So, so it's going to tell you about a story, too, that... He said I was dead. I was like, I don't freaking remember. <laughs> Wait, you I don't were think where? you can bring that up on camera, sir. Oh, sorry. Where okay. were you? Okay. Well, tell me after. Yes. Because <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> we saw, you. We saw, it was with me? Yeah. And I did nothing. A moment of a guy being trash. What happened? And saying something Share to you. with us. <laughs> you got to share with the room, guys. Oh, you were right there. I don't remember. You <laughs> was right there. I don't remember. You was sitting right there. What? I'll tell you. Okay. Oh, you was sitting. I was in a situation. Right. Mm-hmm. You would put me in the situation. Oh, my wow. God. But not in a bad way. Like, you had the best of intentions. Oh, right, right. No, no, no. You had the best of intentions. I didn't send her down that road. It was, it was a good road. <laughs> you had the best of intentions. Right. But... To your defense, it was so normal for this person to speak to me in that way mm-hmm. that it didn't even rattle you. I remember having to do the mind work with myself, like, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I know that it seems like it's okay by the surroundings, but no, I was in a meeting. I don't I can't I can explain the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in you a can meeting. Say the whole thing if you want. I just didn't know. I, didn't I don't know. feel like dealing. Okay, got you, got you. You see what you see what just happened? Right. Yeah, Cuz yeah, I don't yeah. feel like dealing. dealing with the book, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. have to deal with it. That's why all these women don't say anything. That's why we don't say because mm-hmm. I don't want to have to deal with it. And now we have these internets and get on the internets mm-hmm. and they little internet thugs come behind and be like, he don't want to f*** you, da 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 And you're just like, you know what? I should have just kept it to myself and gone to therapy. So, we... Envy had brought me into a meeting for a job. Mm-hmm. And while we were at the meeting, the individual was talking to me and he was saying that I should change my name. Mm-hmm. So that was most of the meeting. Like him being like, nah, you shouldn't be Amanda Diva. Amanda Diva ain't cool. Nobody's going to listen to you. I'm like, but people are already listening to me, whatever. And somehow or another, we got on the topic of people like sleeping their way into positions. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about me. Like it was about like a specific incident. And this person who is... An executive mm-hmm. that is interviewing me to hire me for a job was like, "Well, when you gonna f- me?" <gasps> and Envy was sitting right there. Envy was sitting right next to him like this. Y'all have to know, like, Envy has been a brother. Like, Envy has looked out. Like, I remember in one of those moments of the grind being too much. I always tell the story of like I was on Twitter just like lamenting, and Envy called me and was like, "What? What? What? what, what stop! Mm-hmm. Like, stop crying." and create some opportunities for yourself. And you, like, gave me a blueprint. And even though, like, I wasn't able to turn those opportunities into, like, big things, it gave me hope. And hope is a whole other currency mm-hmm. that you can ride, you know? But it don't even matter how talented you are. Like, Me Too hits everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just Have a you seen fact. that individual again? That individual be tagging me. That individual be Amanda Sealsing me. And I'll bet you money 
he don't remember saying that to me. Right. Probably said it so much. He probably said it so much. Like, oh, damn, I said that. I've seen him say it on camera, though. We all have. Yeah, but we all... He said, we, it on a, he said it on a TV show to another individual. Damn. Okay. Nothing, you're never the first. <laughs> Who is that? You're he never... Didn't ask her the f he just told her, I heard you f your way to the top. Why would you say that to somebody? It's I mean, I've had, I've had, like, a rapper literally, like, say to me, I was like, hey, I'm in town, um, you know, would love to link up. And I think maybe I was naive because I really just thought we have working relationships. No oh boy. And this person's response to me was, I want to see your pussy. Show me with your fingers. Whoa. Jeez. If, you, if I'm trying to fuck you, going no. Right. Okay. Like it's not gonna be like some surreptitious, you know, <laughs> like you got to figure out the rhythm. No, it's gonna be a very clear, distinct movement. There's a picture of Charlamagne sitting on Wendy Williams' lap. That's inappropriate. That's, That's inappropriate. inappropriate. You know, I always tell this story. Quincy Jones asked me to sit on his lap, <laughs> and I did it. And <laughs> it was because it was, it's Quincy Jones. It was Quincy it's, Jones. It's Quincy Jones. And like you're in the oh interview, and he, you know, you're talking like he you got lemon heads in his mouth. His you know, How old and you're you like, ah, uh, 28. When I, when Wendy, when I sat on Wendy's lap, I had to be like 27. What 28? was that conversation? Hey, come sit here. Yes. Yes, exactly what the conversation was. She's bigger than me. What I'm supposed to do? He was like, come on, sit on my lap. And I had told him that I love bass lines, that that's like my favorite part of the song. And so when He's when I when like I sat on his lap, he went in my ear and went. What did Wendy say in your ear? I don't remember. I, I, I go to therapy for stuff like that. <laughs> you got to purge, expunge right. that. Oh, God. But, now, so between what Khalees said yeah. and Kanye producing the whole album, are you listening to Nas' album? Nah, not at all. You know if a man does not listen to Nas, you know that's serious. Like, Amanda's Nas. hip-hop head. Nas, Amanda? Nas is the subject of the third uh portion the uh, my 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 master's thesis was in three parts and it was a thesis on the uh rap album as a continuation of the african-american narrative and um nas was a huge part of that because the first part was you know just explaining the second part was i broke down biggie's life after death record by record in comparison to native son and the third part was I interviewed a number of individuals who I considered to be hip-hop, you know, experts from Beverly Bond to Talib Kweli, et cetera. And everyone kept saying, if you're going to do this and talk about the narrative, you have to talk about Nas. He's one of the greatest MC storytellers of all time, mm -hmm. you know? So he was a huge part of that. He has a blurb on the back of my poetry book, mm -hmm. you know? But, like, y'all know, like, I really am hip-hop head. Like, I warm up when I'm going on stage. Like, my warmer-upper is... Uh, I never brag. How will I keep it? Because it's the best the secret. secret. I rock a vest prestigious. Cuban link flooded Jesus. And Alex watching Kathy Lee and Regis. My actions are one with the seat. I could do the whole thing. So, like that. Like and that. we all know Ooh, that like one that. of the greatest verses of all time is through the lights, cameras, and action, glamour, goods, and gold. gold. I unfold the scroll, plant, season, stampede the, the globe, globe when I'm deceased. But in the beast, arise rise like geese. Step conquer peace, leaving savages roaming roam the, the streets, live on the run. Police give me to give him my gun. Trick my wisdom with the system that imprisoned my son. Smoke a gold leaf, a whole heat. Nonchalantly, I'm raunchy, but things I do is real and never Haunts me, me. while funny sound is rolling the pile. Rooster heads profile on a bus to rock a side. Holding weed inside their with their minds on the pretty things in life. Props is the truth, truth of life. life. It's like a cycle. Come home, some will go in, do a bullet, come back and do, do the, the same, same again. again. From the womb to the tomb, I presume the unpredictable. Gun salute life rapidly. That's the ritual. But he was beating his wife, so I can't listen to the album. Mm. Damn. Well, we appreciate you sharing your intellect. And thank you for coming yes. through. My Always, intellect man. this morning. All right. She well, does thank this. you for joining us. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Amanda Seals. This is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk NBA, young boy. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, NBA young boy had to share some news. He said, I want to be the first to tell y'all I officially found out baby K isn't my child, but the man I am, I'm going to keep raising him like he's mine. I can't lie. It hurts to find out the truth, but life goes on. Now, the reason he found out is apparently his son's mother uh, had him take a DNA test because she was trying to get child support, and that's how it all went down. Uh, NBA young boy's mom, Sharhanda, actually went on Instagram Live and addressed that she does still love little baby K no matter what. I show the f I'm gonna love baby K and everybody be having some me and her mama on internet talking bullshit about stuff. It wasn't stuff fault. And just like they said, we ain't claim Tay Tay is a mother lie. I said I wouldn't claim it no baby if I didn't know it was mine. She took a DNA test and Tay Tay ended up being ours. They got on the internet talking about stuff first before they even knew that motherfucking girl. They've been talking about baby K was ugly and he was this and he was daddy. They baby the cute baby. It ain't even about no motherfucking children. Hmm? I don't care if baby K mine or not motherfucking mine. He still is my baby. Very, very eloquently stated. And y'all mad that Target got baby daddy cards? I'm, I'm baby confused. mama cards? Uh, uh, <laughs> so we found out biologically. That yeah, that's uh, young boy's mom. Okay. So, so was she happy or was she not happy? Well, I'm that, sure she's not happy to find out the child's not biologically his, but she is saying that they will still take care of baby K. Yeah, I got plenty oh. of people, and I, I know plenty of people who've been in that position. They've, you know, raised a young child from like three to four to five. You don't stop loving them. You can't just cut that off. So yeah, they, so they just continue to, to do it. But you continue to pay and everything? Um, I don't know if they have to continue to pay, but they continue to love the child. Yeah. They continue to take care of the child. Yeah, yeah. you can't blame a child. Didn't that happen to Neo too? Didn't Neo find out the child wasn't his, but he still had to pay the child support on the child? Or was that just a song? I don't know. I thought it was real life. I don't know. All right. Well, the game has announced he has a new LeBron James-inspired strain of weed. Now, he posted it on social media. Of course, he said, new strain alert. Welcome you to enjoy my new uh, strain, L.A. Bron James. So I guess it's supposed to be Love Bron James. It's a strain inspired by my city and then trying to bring King James to the lake show. So that's going to be coming to a dispensary near you. So what does that mean? You got some new weed and they're trying to get LeBron to come to L.A. Okay. So maybe that strain of weed will encourage him to want to come. If you smoke it nine times, it'll get you high three. All right, Shut Chance up, the Rapper is producing a concert for the 50th Special Olympics. His new production company, Social Function Productions, has signed on to produce that concert. And uh, they're going to include performances by Smokey Robinson and more people as well. So he announced that on social media. He's doing a concert for the Special Olympics? Yeah, he's producing it. He has okay. his own uh, production company that produces concerts. Oh, all right. Yeah, so um, then that's going to be, I guess, their first big thing that they're doing, the, the 50th anniversary of the Special Olympics. Now, Post Malone also has his first annual Posty Fest, and that's going to be in Dallas. He just announced that yesterday. Uh, they have not said what the lineup will be, but it will happen on October 28th, and tickets will go on sale, actually, today at 10 a.m. local time. So, if you're a big fan of Post Malone and you want to go celebrate Posty Fest, then you can go there. That, uh, that festival is going to smell so bad. Chris Brown, another woman has <laughs> gotten a restraining below. order against him, a woman named Cassandra. She got a temporary protective order against him. She says that he she attended one of his parties and he started stalking her and hitting her. She said he has never threatened her with a gun or any other weapon, but he has been following her and striking her and that it happened on several times on different days, but she did not specify the dates yet. So they do have 
uh, hearing for that case, which is going to be July 3rd. Who now, is that person? Some woman named Cassandra. She says Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Now, Chris Brown's attorney said this is sad because it's obviously the disjointed ranting of someone Chris doesn't know who has mental health issues. This just creates celebrity meet and greets with deranged fans, and perhaps the court may want to engage their mental health department. So that's Chris Brown's Yeah, nothing about that story sounds real at all. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Shout out, yes. Oh, and, I, and don't forget that we do have the iHeartRadio Music Festival going mm-hmm. down, starring Justin Timberlake, Ray Shermerd, Logic, and more. Tickets do go on sale today, by the way, at 10 a.m., and that's going to be uh, Pacific time, so 1 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time. Make sure you go to iHeartRadio.com slash tickets so you can get your tickets to the iHeartRadio Music Festival. It's all going down for two nights live on one stage, the biggest names in music. All right. Charlamagne, who are you giving your donkey? Listen, man, <laughs> you know I love the great state of Florida. Oh, boy. The reason I love the great state of Florida because they never fail to provide me content for my donkey. They keep you in business. They keep you in business. Salute to fl- drop on the clues bombs for Florida. My right, a man named Douglas Kelly who needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a world with him. But this is a lesson in good customer service. Always provide good customer service. Okay. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You are a donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yeah. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Yes, Donkey of the Day for Friday, June 15th goes to Douglas Peter Kelly, and he hails from the great state of Florida, okay? I have to, you know, get Florida its own Donkey of the Day intro. I mean, seriously, if you're new to the Breakfast Club, then you may not know that your Uncle Charlotte says all the craziest people come from the Bronx and all of Florida. I know they are talking about breaking up the state of California into three pieces, but we really need to consider breaking Florida off from the rest of the United States and making it its own territory because the things that happen in Florida don't happen anywhere else. And this is one of those cases. See, Douglas Kelly is a meth head, ladies and gentlemen. And when you are out here working hard for your money, okay, and you are spending your hard-earned money on meth, you need to make sure that you are buying the best meth money can buy. Okay, think about it. You're taking a penitentiary chance every time you purchase meth. You are risking your health, your freedom, your life. So the least you want when you get some meth is some good stuff. Okay, well, Douglas just wanted to make sure that the meth he bought was popping. So when you buy some meth in Florida and you want to know if it's good or not, what do you do? If you buy some meth in Florida and smoke it and it's not good, what do you do? Let's go to Fox 35 Orlando for the report, please. A crime alert now that was very easy for deputies to solve. The Putnam County Sheriff's Office says this guy came to them. He asked deputies to test his meth. What was he thinking? Well, he said he had a bad reaction to it, and he wanted to press charges against the guy who sold it to him. Mm -mm. Well, they tested it. It tested positive for meth, and they arrested him. Round of applause to Florida, ladies Mm -mm. and gentlemen. (laughs) Florida, you never cease to disappoint. Okay, look, I I understand. When you go to a fast food restaurant and your order is messed up, you complain. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you went to a restaurant and ate the food and got food poisoning, you would complain. Okay, any place you went and spent money and weren't satisfied with what you received, you would complain. So I understand why Douglas felt like he should complain. But I don't think customer complaints apply to drug buys. Okay, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but I don't think any of those customer service rules apply when it comes to buying methamphetamines. Please give Douglas Peter Kelly of Florida the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey. Mm. 
Thank the, the the great citizens of Florida for always proving me right. Okay, round of applause to me <laughs> for always being right about Florida. All right. All right, long before there was a Florida man on Atlanta, I was telling you that the craziest people in the world come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and Florida has not ceased to prove me right yet. Mm. Okay. All right, all right. Thank you for that donkey today. Yes. Now, when we come back, Eddie Winslow will be joining Let's us. Stop calling that grown man Eddie Winslow, bro. What do you know on my ass? Eddie Winslow. All right. Darius McCreary. And Superheads Bay. All right. Well, all of the above will be joining us next when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. It's so hard not to call him Eddie Winslow. I ain't even going to lie, man. Why? You know his name? Darius McCreary. Hey, hey. Eddie Winslow. Hey, hey. Eddie, Winslow hey, hey, hey Eddie Winslow's my homeboy, man. <laughs> That's your homeboy? Yeah, man. You, you know, been getting but, that for years, though, right? Man, and you know what? The day that I stop getting it is going to be a problem for me. Yeah. You know, when you've uh, been blessed to come into people's homes for years, and, uh, you know, we, we, we come from an era when we had a captive audience where people had to watch mm-hmm. us, you know, uh, because there were only a few networks on television, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So it's a blessing to have uh, been able to groan up with an audience and have them grow up with you. So, you know, Eddie Wells was my homeboy, although he's went Hollywood on me recently. Uh, you know, they picked the show up on Hulu, and uh, he's not returning my calls these days. Mm. Do you feel like you were pigeonholed into the Eddie character? Like, for no, a while, like, no, you walk no. in the rooms to audition, all they see is Eddie? No, man, no, um, because I, I was uh, I was blessed to be able to work during the show, you know? Mm. So having played roles like Muhammad Ali, uh, you know, and being in films like Oscar-winning films like Mississippi Burning before Family Matters was even a concept... Uh, you know, I, I had a solid foundation. I mean, 1986. I mean, what were you guys doing in 1986? Shit. El- middle, elementary school? Elementary school, I'm sure. Yeah, I was on set shooting a movie with Ivan Reitman. It was directed by Robert Mandel called Big Shots. And it was produced by uh, the original producers of the real Ghostbusters. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I was able to cut my teeth and hone my skills early on. So by the time Family Matters came along, it was just a, 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 a rocket ship that I was blessed to be uh, 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 in sitting in first class. You, you, you talk like a, a real thespian. You talk, talk like a, a you know. Yeah, like, I can talk like I've been around. I, I, no I, I, can, I can talk like a real n- too. What got me into acting was uh, uh, I come from an entertainment family. Mm-hmm. Uh, the McCrarys, Howard McCrary, Linda, um, Alfred. You know they used to open for the Jacksons. My family, music, long line of musicians, and so uh, I was actually a. Uh, um, watching uh, my father work. I used to go to, to work with him. He was doing the music for a, a play which ran off Broadway for years called Don't Get God Started. And Chip Fields, uh, God bless Auntie Chip, Kim Fields' mother, she discovered me. And uh, that that's what got me into acting. So I, I do consider myself and fancy myself to be a thespian. I'm a fan of, of theater because theater is what gave me my start indirectly. You know, most so. great actors come from theater, though. Because when you're on that stage, you can't mess up. Yeah, you can't. But everybody can't do theater. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I ask people. You know, I like I like to see who could take it to the stage. You know, I mean, I was blessed to do a a uh, 25 city tour called The Maintenance Man, starring with Billy D. Williams, myself, uh, Arnest J. Uh, and then later, I did a 19 city tour uh, with a gentleman by the name of J. D. Lawrence, who I'm going to be teaming back up with to uh, to produce a show that'll be back on uh, Broadway called uh, Scars and Stripes, uh, a show that I've written. 
Um, and, you know, it's about uh, turning your scars into stars and wearing them as stripes. I love you theater. Know. I've done a little theater myself. Yeah. Uh, I was in a oh, play called Platinum and Collins. Okay. okay. It was okay. off Broadway. I can oh, dig, <laughs> dig it. Urban theater. Ain't nothing wrong with urban theater. Urban theater's kept a lot of us working for 100%. a long time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you don't see us, you know, on the screen, you still got bills to pay. And urban theater has been around for a long time. I mean, that's how Tyler Perry amassed his billions, you know? So... Uh, I don't knock it, you know. Uh, and in fact, I feel blessed to have been able to have experienced urban theater because they're gonna tell you when you ain't right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? They don't hold back at all. Now introduce the, the young lady. Oh, this, with this, this, you know, this we, we just have a sitting there. No, this, this is the lovely Gina Ree Womack. Uh, yeah, Good morning, you know, Gina. How are yeah. you? Yeah. Good. How are you? You gotta talk to the mic. Her father is one of my mentors, Bobby Womack. You know, hey! the late, great, legendary okay. Bobby Womack. This is a real family matter, if you would. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of ups and downs in your business too. There is. You know, we've had um, Bokeem Woodbine was up here and he was talking about how he had talented, a, talented a good brother. Run, but then he had such yeah, a dry a spell, <sighs> and it was really hard for him. <laughs> shut up! It was really hard for him to get work at a period in time. Yeah. So you've seen a lot go on in Hollywood. I'm a veteran. I'm a survivor. You know, um, I, I've been through a, 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 a lot of ups and downs. But you know, it's it's extreme highs. But it's how you handle the lows. You know, Martin Luther King said the character of a man is not judged, you know, by, by how he handles success, but how he, how he deals hey, with the, at, at my man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, so uh, I want to address the elephant in the room. Oh, we're about you know, to. Don't get it, today. I, I, no, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Oh. I don't know what you're talking about, but I know what you're saying. I call it the elephant, but y'all call it the, what y'all call it? Donkey. Donkey okay. today. Okay. Did, did you hear Charlamagne give you donkey today? I heard about it. But you, you, you got to remember why? I, 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 I. Trust me, I'm paid to remember things. Okay. <laughs> well, in case you forgot, just because you stated to TMZ that you were sexually abused by a Hollywood I didn't executive. Say, no, but I didn't. I didn't. But you, but you said. I never said that I was sexually abused. See, that's the problem with media today and with the way things are spun. I never said that. I said that we've all been touched in a, in a, at some point or another inappropriately. That is true. That happened to at, me when I was at eight. At some point. I, you know I, what I'm saying? I don't think I've ever been touched. Well, you, you might not know it, though. You might not know it. Darius, he had a rumor about nine and a half inch dildos. Envy did. So he definitely was. That was in my grown life, but uh, I wasn't talking about I mean, oh, my listen, bad. You listen, were grown. I listen, listen, man. You're right. You're right. Listen. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So you were a kid. You were in last year. I'm sorry. I don't live my life based on what nobody say about nobody and what nobody say about me. I got a whole lot of jobs, okay? One of them is not to give a damn what nobody thinks about me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And people don't know what the hell. Uh, 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 um, a lot of celebrities have had to go through and endure to get mm-hmm. where they are today to open up doors for other people to come behind them. You don't know how I many... Nat King Cole, uh, one of the greatest uh, musicians, singers uh, uh, um, that we know, he wasn't even allowed to walk through the front door of venues that he was playing and He had to come through the back door. And these are things that a lot of us forget about. So, I mean, we all have been touched inappropriately. If somebody is is is, is rubbing your shoulders, and, and you might not be thinking about it because you're an entertainer and you're focused on what you have to do, getting on stage, saying these lines, the pressure, your agent, your lawyer, your manager, your mama, your wife, your whatever, you're not thinking about it. You might walk away and say, this motherfucker was rubbing my shoulders. What right. What just happened? What happened? But you know the way that TMZ approached you with the question, it made it seem like, it was sexual abuse and things but that, like that. That's what they do, you know. And I'm not mad at TMZ, you know. what I'm saying, I mean, Harvey Levin has, has has made millions of dollars off of other people's anguish and pain, you know. what I mean, mm-hmm. so we have to understand that that is a, a part of the entertainment industry. And much respect to it, it is what it is. The truth of the matter is, is there was a story that was brewing that I know where the bodies are buried, and I wasn't going to speak completely on it. And I was tired of them land blasting some of my people, and so. 
I, I, I spoke on it the best way I could. My point was, and I was not victim shaming in any way. Yeah, you and called the victims thirsty. No, no, no. What I said is you have to know how to deal with the downs as well as the ups. People can ride the wave of success all day long, mm-hmm. but but knowing how to ride that wave when it's coming in low determines if you're going to be able to stay on your feet or not. Mm. So what I was saying is that there are a lot of people who, when the work is not happening or when they're angry or upset, they may have time when they're coming off of that high, when they're not on stage. Are you doing it because you're thirsty or because you really want justice? I wasn't speaking on Terry Crews or anybody else. I was speaking on a specific issue that somebody had brought up something that took place almost 30 years later. And my point was, as African-Americans, we have to be 10 times better. We have to be on time. If a leader's on time, he's late. That's what I believe. That's what Malcolm X said. Malcolm X said, if you're, if you're on time, you're late. If you're early, you're on time. Exactly. All right, we got more with Darius McCreary. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Eddie Winslow, a.k.a. Darius McCreary, in the building. Yee. So do you feel the media paints a bad picture of you? Um, I mean, I feel the media is going to do what it do. But, you know, um, I've survived a whole lot more than, than, than you know, what's that title y'all, y'all have? Was it? Donkey of the Day. Yeah, okay. you know, it didn't scratch my Teflon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if, if you could choose I, your words again, would you still call them thirsty? To me, if you wait 30 years later to bring something up, um, I, I would consider it uh looking for a way to make yourself relevant. Yeah, Darius, you have to Darius, respectfully disagree. I, uh, Go, ye. Yes. I definitely disagree with that because we can't tell people when they want to express themselves. It might take somebody that much time. It could take therapy. We see that people have all kinds of unsolved issues from 30 years ago that they might have have never addressed. It could be that maybe they felt like they couldn't get work in their line of business if they came forward because that person was too powerful. I agree. We see what's happening with Harvey Weinstein right now with allegations from decades ago, Bill Cosby. Mm -hmm. So if it happened, it happened. It doesn't really matter when it happened. If somebody did something wrong, you should still be able to speak on it. I feel that there are different ways to handle things. If someone has an issue and they are uncomfortable, they could find a representative because we have agents, we have lawyers. There's several different ways now, to handle it now. now. But 30 years ago, they didn't. Yeah, think about what you that. said. You said when you were black on those lots, you knew you couldn't get away with certain things. Imagine I still being can't a black, get away. I still can't get away. But imagine with being things. a black woman in that situation, or even just a woman. Period. And they're like, man, if I say something, I'm gonna lose my job. And there's so I'm many sh- powerful women that we see coming forward today that you look at them and you're like, I can't believe that she went. And they're powerful like that. men too. But my point is this: for every Viola Davis, think of how many how many others there are who weren't able to say anything. Think of how many others, how many other t- men, Terry Crews, think of how many men, how many others that there are for every one that you see. So my point is, you may, you might not have been able to say something about it 30 years later, but if you didn't, think of how many you didn't help by not speaking up. And maybe they tried to speak. So it's a two-way street. We can't tell people how to process when they decide they can come forward. Some people might never come forward. But that's the issue. But that's what I'm saying. If you don't speak. But right now, I feel like we're giving people more of a space and a voice because we didn't have this voice before. Now, there's all kinds of organizations that are supporting you. Absolutely. There's people that felt like their job would have been over if they came out. Trust me. There's people that have been threatened. And Darius, you haven't revealed anything are uh, people you know so you're holding on to some stuff too I, I am and there's some things that I take to my grave that's the school I'm from you know I mean I, that's I just, kind of like the same thing you're saying these girls didn't stand up and, and if you exactly. know some situations you should be standing up as well well, I, 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 well what I do is I feel like there, there are different ways to stand up mm. so just because I'm not going to get on the media and blast anybody doesn't mean that I'm not going to do anything about it 
I just feel True. like you have a, a misunderstanding with a man. Like I have, I have respect for the way that you handled uh, Morris and uh, Desus. Uh, no, no Desus and Meryl. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like Morris Chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> the funny guy. Salute to my guy. The funny guy. Salute. Salute. I love, I love you guys. Desus and Meryl. Brilliant. Desus and Meryl. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Respect to the way that you handled that. They're gonna use this on this show. It's all good. I, I, I love them. I'm, 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 I'm gonna visit them next. We'll talk about victim shaming there next. <laughs> more than they, more than they, and, 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 and go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, the way that you handled it, 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 it you know, respect to that. Um, however, there, there, there is a way that you could have handled it as well if you would have chose to deal with it before they got here and stepped outside and talked to them. Mm-hmm. You so, gonna tell so, Darius so, how to handle your business? So where I, no, no. What I'm what I'm saying is <laughs> no. where I come from. It, it, there, there's one or two ways that, that you deal with it. Being a man, mm-hmm. you know, we either gonna talk about it or we gonna get into some gangster. And right. if you wasn't a man, no, no. Why are you instigating? Look at you, man. <laughs> he said, he said there's different routes you can go. See, but this is the, this is the whole thing, right? And, and and I look at any man that touches a woman is a cow, especially touching a woman with, without consent is a cow. Absolutely. You know I mean? And they need to be dealt with, whether it's right now, whether it's thirty years from now, whether it's twenty years. From Absolutely. Now. And I'm not mad at that. And in my whole situation is, if you do something in the light. I'm gonna check you in the light. I'm Absolutely. not gonna check you behind the scenes. No, I, I'm gonna check you. I, I, I'm gonna check c- you in confront. the light. And then, it, then you can say, okay, I apologize. It's over. And then, when you leave, you can do whatever you want to do. That's a coward. I, same thing. Same thing. Oh same, thing same thing with a man that touches a kid or a, a, that's a coward. I, and I, that can never I, be respected. I agree. Whether it's right now or thirty years I, from now. I agree. If Bill Cosby touched them, them young ladies, them ladies. He's a fucking coward. I don't want nothing to do him because it doesn't matter what he did. Him personally. Is a coward. I got, well, I got three daughters. I feel a little well, beige raised. Make me, sure to put I, the beige raised. Trust me. I, got three I have kids too. Right. So I understand that. But my point was, and when I said this, and I hate to. So imagine if your daughter got touched, right? And oh, man. Years, man, we have a problem. Years, but see, I'm a, but I'm a different line, type of cat, though, man. And in 15 years, I'm a different line, type of cat, though. What, you a killer? You going to go kill No, me? I'm not a killer, but don't push me. Don't touch my kids. <laughs> and like I said, I'm paid. I'm paid to remember things. Right, right. So with this whole thing, hashtag Me Too. I respect it. I'm all for us bringing things to the light. You know, um, one of the things that I that I've been blessed to learn is how to live in my truth. Um, but once again, there is tact. And and part of the problem that I feel that a lot of African Americans that we, we we suffer from is we've been through so much, we've been beat up so much that a lot of our passion is mistaken for for rage or emotion. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. I'm not yelling at you. I'm just passionate about what I feel. Absolutely. And so a lot of us don't make it in corporate America. A lot of us don't make it, you know, in 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 in, in structured situations because this. This game is not our game. It's not built for us. Mm. So once you understand the game that you're playing and you know what the rules are, then you can govern yourself accordingly. Right. Well, let's change the subject. What do you well, think about marriage? Because you were oh, married to someone. What, yeah, what about couples Her name is Corinne. Corinne. Charlemagne. <laughs> How did y'all get together? The streets know her as, you know, superhead. It is what it is. And if you ask her who the real superhead is, she'll tell you. It's what? me. Oh, my hey. God. Hey. I'm a backcracker. You know, Callie, when he you, you know that, right? So it's good to hear a man come on the show I mean, and admit to eating the same. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you know, if you, you try, if, you, if, if you're trying to get in, you got to know how to, how to be a deep sea diver. Ain't you nothing wrong with eating Looking for the pearl. All right, you little ass too. You little ass every night. Hey, I'm just saying. Hey. You know, man, if I'm in, if I'm in, I'm all the way in. That's why I'm such a great actor, because I know how to commit. 
<laughs> how did you meet Corinne? How did y'all meet? How did you start dating? At a barbershop. She was at a barbershop? Well, no. The first time we actually met, uh, yeah, we were at a barbershop, and we became friends, and um, she was getting her son's haircut, mm -hmm. and uh, I connected with, 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 with her son, you know? Were you, were you aware of her reputation? Clearly you yeah, were. Yeah. I mean, to me, like I said, man, I'm a live and let love person, you know, which is why victim shaming and all that stuff, me, that, that's the craziest and furthest thing from who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm a very non-judgmental person. And one of the greatest things that I learned from Corinne is to live in your truth. Um, I mean, a lot of it later on we found out was fabricated. You know, she admitted to it. You know, I mean, you know, you want to sell a book, you know, publisher's going to tell you what to do. You're going to do that. Just like a lot of these artists are singing records that they that they don't write. But that's so what with a lot of the guys are, she said she was with. No, I don't, th I don't think that's what it was. But I they think had that to hurt because she said she was beating her son at one time. And I, I mean, that was your wife. Well, I, I, I never beat her son. In all honesty, you know, uh, Corinne was very abusive to her son, to me. You know that that's verbally that's, or physically uh, both. I mean oh, that really? that's why the marriage didn't last. You know, un unfortunately. You know, um, and there are a lot of abused men. Um, and and even when I made that statement to TMZ, you know, I, I was speaking from the perspective of of men in this industry. It's unfortunate that people don't pay attention to what fathers go through. It's just like, oh, that's just dad. He's supposed to give up his shit and and sacrifice his life so that we can have everything that we want. That's what we're taught to do as men. And men don't cry, right? You know, not supposed to, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, you know, I was speaking from the perspective of a man. I'm glad you cleared that up. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate yes. it. Yeah, well, thank absolutely. you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Miss Gina. And thank if we you. see the Seuss and Morrows, <laughs> Jesus and Marrow. Jesus and Marrow. Jesus and Marrow are going to win next for you now. They're my homeboys. Ah, I, yeah. I, I love the show. It's, it's hilarious. Jesus and Marrow. Jesus and Marrow. Yeah. Harold and Jesus. The Harold and Jesus. Jesus yeah. and Marrow, bring that smoke. <laughs> the Darius <laughs> McCray, bring that smoke. <laughs> Jesus McCray, by the way. It's McCrary, not McCray. McCray, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you know you've made it when they spell your name wrong. Thank there you. you. <laughs> Darius McCray, it's Gina Womack. Thank y'all. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Thank you. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kim Kardashian. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, Kim Kardashian and Alice Marie Johnson were on the Today Show. And they were talking about how Alice ended up getting released from prison last week while serving a life sentence. Now, first, Kim Kardashian talks about who the first person she called was in order to get things in motion. I called Ivanka, and we had a really great conversation about women and wanting to help each other. And I knew that she would have understood Alice. And she immediately was so receptive and so great. Okay, what's the problem? All right, then she talked about meeting with Trump and how she broke the ice with him and then got down to business. I, I first said that I am here because I really want to know why you kicked Chloe off The Apprentice. <laughs> and that was the first thing that I said. And he laughed and it broke the ice. And then we got focused and okay. we spoke about Alice. And I explained to him where I found her why I believe in her, how people deserve second chances. And immediately, I mean, the president had compassion for her right away. He felt that it was the right thing to do. I guess, you know, meeting with Trump is okay if you actually get something done. Yeah, there's a result from it. Yeah, she got mm -hmm. something done. But the I ends mean, justify the means is but, the question they say. And if in this case, the ends did justify the but means. But you got to meet with him to at least attempt to get something done. Somebody got to sit, sit at the table. It can't just be you going to meet with him, chat it up, and take a picture. 
All right. And then here's Alice Marie Johnson. She said she could never thank Kim Kardashian enough. Thank you is not big enough. I think I have to walk it out. I have to walk my thank you out. I have to live it out for her, for my family, for the supporters. Your picture moves around. My favorite picture yeah. in my Bible. Right now, my prayer focus for you was in Psalm 105, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. Kim has been anointed to do this and no one better not touch her, even <laughs> with her mouth. Also, Alice said she didn't even know who Kim Kardashian was before she ended up getting help. Uh, from yeah, she was in jail she for 20 plus up. years. Yeah, she probably, don't know, she don't know, probably know who, who a lot of people are. <laughs> she was in jail for 20 plus years. All right, now Bill Cosby, since we're talking about legal things, has fired his entire legal team, and that is before his sentencing. He's supposed to be sentenced on September 25th. So he has a brand new attorney now, and, you know, he's facing sentencing on three counts of aggravated indecent assault for drugging and molesting Andrea Constant back in January of 2004. He was convicted. He's facing up to 10 years behind bars on each count. I had to do my whole legal team away, too. I got convicted. Okay, word. Everybody got to go. Yeah. Bye. All right, and in celebration of Donald Trump's birthday, Chrissy Teigen did something pretty cool. She donated $288,000 to ACLU. That's the American Civil Liberties Union. And um, they said they want to hold the Trump administration accountable whenever possible, particularly on the hot-button issue of migrant children and the administration's zero-tolerance policy. So there you have it. That's a great way to celebrate Donald Trump's birthday. Donate some money to the American Civil Liberties Union. Why would you, you be go. celebrating Donald Trump's birthday? You're not. It's just kind of a F you to him. Just like I said when it was Mike Pence's birthday, we should donate to Planned Parenthood. Oh, so yeah, celebrate isn't the right word. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, she posted, John and I are outraged to see and hear the horror stories of immigrant families seeking asylum and refuge in America being ripped apart due to the inhumane policies of the Trump administration. They said the president celebrates his 72nd birthday today on this auspicious occasion in order to make Trump's birthday great again. Each member of our family has donated $72,000 to the ACLU. Okay. So that's why she did it. Okay, salute to her. I'm like, I'm not into spending money uh, on people I don't like. I told y'all that yesterday. But it's something that he doesn't like. It's something so he doesn't like. So it's for a good cause, yeah. regardless. If you're gonna donate money, what a great time! And in the honor of that, don't even do attach it. it to him though. Is what I'm saying. Like, I like him. it. Actually, brought a lot more attention to their donation too. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys on Monday. Everybody else, it's all about Nas. Let me know your favorite Nas joint. We're going to do a Nas mix this morning. His album is out today. Oh, uh, it is produced entirely by Kanye West. It is. So if you've been boycotting Kanye, stick to your boycott. My goodness. All right? All right. <laughs> Keep that same energy. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.